Welcome to Marketing Triage, the Holdcom podcast for healthcare marketing challenges. Listen to real-life stories and practical solutions from colleagues of various healthcare institutions on how they navigate complexities and get the job done amidst intense competition and pressure to do more with less. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just starting out, our podcast offers valuable insights to achieve success. Join us as we uncover the unique set of challenges faced by marketing professionals in healthcare and provide relief through our podcast. Sit back, relax, and tune in to Marketing Triage for real-life stories and solutions. So welcome, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about being a translator. A communicator and a marketer is always a translator, sometimes to people of different educational backgrounds, different generations, different cultures. And with us today is Kelly Catapodis. She is currently head of comms and PR at Sophia Genetic. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Deb. You're welcome. And previously, you were director of marketing at St. Elizabeth's Medical Center in Brighton. And I'm sure that's also where a lot of this came into play. So, so let's jump right in. What's the challenge look like? Give us an idea of what you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think you want to take a look at whether you're talking to an internal audience or an external audience, right? As communicators, often we get pulled into a lot of different directions and, and those end up being a lot of our, our key stakeholders most of the time. Um, so looking from an external perspective, when, you, when you're working in a, an industry such as healthcare, it's often very complex technical information that you're trying to convey. And sometimes it's, it can be extremely niche. So I think that the challenge is being able to translate that for an external audience. And then from an internal comms perspective, um, same, the same thing lies true, but also um, another element is that when you take a look at the bigger picture, how you communicate, what you communicate, and how often you communicate um, really sets the tone for the organization's culture as a whole, right? And so you want to make sure that your audience is really uh, looped into the, to the picture so that they kind of help you drive your business forward. And so I'd say on, on both friends, both when communicating internally and externally, um, you have to be really intentional about everything you do from how often you communicate, when you do, um, who you communicate to, and what you're communicating. I think that's an important point, being intentional. And that takes me to my next question, which is, how do you, where do you find that middle of the road so that you're either not speaking down to someone or you're speaking over their heads because as readers can sense the tone the minute they pick up the, the content. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, um, I, I think it's, you know, it can seem like a challenge if you're, you're working with somebody who, you know, has multiple degrees, has spent decades of their career studying one field. And then on the other hand, you may speak to somebody who may not have achieved their GED or even perhaps English is their second language. They could be a first generation immigrant here. Right. So I think that there there's a middle of the road where you can use the same channel to speak to them, but it, it, almost what I would call a piece of hero content. But then what you want to do is make sure that you're customizing each additional tactic or element to them. Right. Because I always think of when building a communications plan, um, the metaphor of throwing sp spaghetti at the wall, that not every single piece is going to stick. So you want to make sure that you have multiple pieces in there just to make sure that your message does land. So when you're creating this, what kind of feedback do you get um, as you navigate the landscape? Because I think that's what really informs us as marketers as we go along, right? That's the experience that we pick up. So what kind of feedback have you received that has really um, helped you to fine tune your communications? 
Yeah, absolutely. I would I would say I, I can start with some both um, some negative feedback because you know we can always take and learn from negative um, and then and then end on some positive. But I would say starting with the negative, um, you know, sometimes sometimes people just don't hear your message. You can you know have a well thought out plan, hit all of the channels that are appropriate and relevant that you need to hit. And it's it, somebody will still say to you, oh, I didn't know about that or I didn't hear it. And especially a little bit more so on the internal comm side. Um, so I, I think what I would do and what I would learn from that is, you know, it's a, a communications is a two way street. We can send out the message as much as we want to, but we really need to ensure that our audience is also listening and hearing and keeping an eye out for that message. And I would say that something that really I like to convey in all of my points is kind of adding the proof point of why. So why are you telling me this? Why is this happening? And that really compels people, maybe helps it land and stick a little bit more so that, you know, maybe they missed an announcement this time. If you have that conversation or you hear that feedback from them, you're able to tell them, here's why we sent it out. Here's how we sent it out. And next time they could also listen and actually get the message the next time that you send it out. Do you still operate on the theory that three is the secret number? Um, I I like to round up three to five. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it depends, but uh, three at a minimum, absolutely. So based on these learnings, when you start and, and you take the first step to a communications project, what are the certain steps that you take that we, we can never guarantee success, but we can make the most plans to be successful. What are those steps that you take? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first, I think of the messages that we want to get across. And this could be a little tailored depending on the different audience you have. But first, what are we trying to say? So I kind of hit a little bit of the the five W's, who, what, where, when, why, and how, if applicable. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think about what we're trying to say, who we're trying to reach, when we're trying to say it, is it happening all at once? Is it happening? Is, is it a little bit staggered? And, you know, the rationale, think through the rationale behind that and the cadence and then the channel. So, you know, how do we want to share this message? And as you start to get into the groove that, that it almost becomes second nature at this point in your career, but especially it's, um, I would say it's always so important to write that down and make sure, you know, for a high stakes project, all the stakeholders are aligned on that. So being able to articulate the the five W's and the how of your communications plan is, is so important. I think that's a point that we forget is that it really pays off if possible to include the stakeholders. If it, if it doesn't drag it and make it months in delay so that it's no longer Right. Yes, absolutely. Adding in deadlines always. <laughs> That's what I found. So what advice do you have for communication professionals who are talking to diverse audiences like you, either because they've got different generations, different languages, or different educational levels? Yeah. So I would say first and foremost, you don't know what you know until you know it, if that makes sense. So when you're speaking to different people, you may not nail it the first time, and that's okay. I would say you have to be really open and receptive to learning and adapting and evolving your communication style to make sure that you are able to reach those people. Um, I would say that the biggest the biggest thing for somebody in the communications field is, is truly should be a desire to learn because you usually end up working across a business, you learn a little about a lot of things. And so being able to leverage experts within the organization 
learn from them and rely on them as your, you know, as your credible, credible source and also having that background information from them so you can field those initial questions always helps. So I'd say basically my piece of advice is always have a, a thirst for learning and, and always be willing to adapt and evolve. It's great stuff. Well, this was a quick drop in with you and we, we grabbed a few moments of your time, but I think you've given us some real insight into what people can do to develop, to communicate with different, uh, different audiences that may be in, in one organization. So uh, thank you very much for your time and we really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. That's great. Great day. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Triage, the Holdcom podcast for healthcare marketing challenges. To stay updated with the latest trends in healthcare marketing, subscribe to our podcast. If you have any feedback, suggestions, or would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us through our website or social media channels. We are always looking for new perspectives to share with our audience. Thanks for listening to Marketing Triage, where we provide real-life stories and practical solutions for healthcare marketing challenges.